Okay, so today I'm going to tell you a story. It's a real story. It happened last Friday, and I feel like I need to tell it to you. Everybody, pre-accident podcast, Todd Conklin. It's another day. It's another exciting day, kind of. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm really working hard to try to keep some semblance of hope and forward motion moving. I can really hear the difference in my voice. It's weird. So people have told me this too, but I can hear the difference in my voice between the pre-COVID uh, podcast that I'm using up well i'm not using them up that, that sounds i'm i'm trying to plan i'm trying to get them in because i had i had a couple recorded before we started and uh the post-covid the the podcast after all the stuff we've been through and i do i do sound different i think i sound tired which is weird i'm not ti- i mean i shouldn't be tired i'm not tired but i think i just i think the world has changed and um and you can hear it in my voice not to be dramatic or hyperbolic that's a word i don't use enough you should use the word hyperbole i don't know you ought to use you ought to use that word once a week i try to use the word touche daily which is hard um because i'm not hanging out with people very much who say touche things touche worthy things but i try i try really hard to to say those things but um i can definitely hear a sound change a, a difference in the way I sound, I I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, and I don't think I sound more serious. I just sound different. I don't feel more serious, do I? Do I look more serious? I don't know. You have to tell me. That's that's part of what you're going to tell me. So today, in the pod, I want to tell a story because it's a story worth telling. So I should set up for this story, but first let's let's check in and and sort of status check where everybody is. So so we're mid summer in fact if i think i'm right this pod's going to come out somewhere really close to the fourth of july holiday in the united states which is a pretty big one for us if you sort of lined them up it's a it's a it's a great holiday because it represents the the birth of the united states so that's cool it also is a great holiday because it kind of represents the apex of the summer this is kind of where summer and all the summer activities fully engage and uh throughout the united states well throughout the globe but certainly through the united states there's just a rampant pandemic that that is eating the news and and people feel different things about it it's really interesting in fact that's that's kind of a part of what i want to talk about today but this is a it's a it's a milestone. It's a it's a significant moment, at least for us in the United States. For the rest of you that are listening globally, you you get this. You understand completely, because it's a it's a combination of fun and freedom and patriotism, and outdoor activity and lots of hot dogs, lots of sausages. So it's a pretty good time. There's no question about it. And we're running into that. That's in fact that it's it's happening. It's going to happen. The calendar and the clock do not stop. Although the time has changed, uh, time is different. 
Um, I, I think about Mark McElhaney talking about activity metabolism. Oh, by the way, he said he'd be on the podcast, so I can set that one up and get that one ready and have him talk in more detail about what this means. But it's it's a it's a time, and it's it's amazing that we're in the position we're in, and people in the United States, I think, feel different things, and that's a part of what we want to touch on. That's that's where I want to go, and maybe the best way to have this discussion, because it's as crazy as this sounds, it's oddly controversial, and I'm not sure it should be. Uh, it's it's it would be like it would be like saying fall protection falling is controversial and and falling's not controversial falling's a function of gravity i mean it's 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 not controversial it's gravity and that's kind of where i am in this discussion so so sit back and relax i'll tell this story and i'll be really curious what you have to say about this story cuz this is um this is a part of what we want to talk about, and it's a real story. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna embellish. Well, I'm sure I'll. I'll embellish some because good stories only happen to people who can tell good stories. But um, I'm gonna try my hardest not to embellish the story. I don't really need to embellish the story because there's so much that um, is beyond my ability to embellish. It'd be hard for me to make this better. Uh, not that it's a good, it's not a good story. Don't get me wrong, but it'd be hard for me to to enlighten this more. So let's talk about that. Let's listen carefully, and 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 I'll be curious what you think about the story I'm about to tell. So the one thing I know for sure is that time moves forward. There's an arc to time, and that all of us are on that journey. None of us get out of that journey. Uh, even Ponce de Leon could not get out of the journey. There is probably no fountain of youth. Uh, we won't stay youthful forever. And aging's a part of that journey. And we're all on it. I mean, you, you guys have noticed it too. You've, the things, things are indicating to you that you're aging. No matter where you are on this journey, you, you know exactly. Gray hair appear where they never once appeared. And um, you can't read stuff that you used to read. Or you can't see in distance you know we're we're slowly moving towards chaos entropy is happening aging is a part of it and this story really takes its origin from that notion because this last week i went with my sister and we closed out my father's office and it, it was time and i thought it was going to be pretty emotional and i thought it was going to be pretty horrible cuz he's been in that office a long time 47 years he told me and I thought, oh, because if I was in an office for 47 years, I would have some crap saved up that uh, I would have a hard time defending why I saved the crap up. Because 47 years, you're going to have stacks of crap laying around your office. That's just that's that's how it's going to work. And so we uh, we broached this project, and we went in with our loins girded, whatever that means. Because I thought this was going to be emotional. It's going to be hard to do. It it was going to be a real. It was going to be a signpost in the arc of time, and this was going to be difficult. And it didn't end up being as bad at all. But my dad, um, God bless him, is not a hoarder. And in forty seven years, he just didn't have very much stuff saved up. He had a lot of 
printers, a lot of those uh, $39 printers, like seven of those, because who's going to throw away a printer? Because, you know, I mean, maybe I can fix it. Maybe I can make that work. But we, we, got, we got deep into cleaning out the office. And if I were to summarize this project, I would say a lot of shredding was happening because my, my father's an accountant. And so there was lots of documents that needed to be shredded because they had personal information on them. And, you know, files, client files and stuff like that. So, so we, we did it. We started doing it. And my sister was a champ. And, and my dad actually sat there and kind of observed, um, kindly observed. It was, it was nice. And he did work while we did it. And I understood that. That made sense to me, too, because it's, it's easier for me to clean out your office that, than it would be for you to clean out your office. Because I, I can make decisions quicker based upon whether the item needs to be saved and has value and has, you know. What's that, that show that's on Netflix where the lady comes in and cleans your house and she asks if it has, does it give you joy? I'm not sure um, anything in my office gives me joy. But nonetheless, we're cleaning out the office. And in the process of doing that, I had to drive. Uh, so I grew up in western Kansas. I probably told you that before. Um and so I drove to Western Kansas, and I'd not really driven out of my city. In fact, I had not bought a tank of gas since late February because I'm really trying to stay in. I'm trying to build community and, and not, not go out very much because they've asked us not to. And so I'm fine with that. That's, that's fine. I, in fact, I'm more than fine with it. I've really learned and readjusted to enjoying what's going on. And, and it's true in my case, probably all of the work that I had lined up for the next year has canceled or rescheduled. That's, that's okay. It's a pandemic. I understand that. I'm all right with that. I understood. And I could make a pretty good case while that happened. But so, so I was out on this. So I drove to Western Kansas to do this project and it was an important project and I was glad to do it. And I, I took all the precautions I needed to take. So, you know, I, I made sure I had hand sanitizer and I had some masks that I could take with me. So when I was interfacing with the public, I could wear a mask because, you know, that's, and in my town, people wear masks. So that's, that's pretty important. And, um, and I prepared myself to do this project. You guys have been there. So this is a, this is a part of the journey you've been on. And if you haven't been on it, this, this is coming up. I mean, this is, this is a part of the arc of, of aging and, and, that's where all this heads. And so we started the project and it went pretty well. And on my way to Western Kansas, and it's not a real far drive from me, it's five hours or so. It's not too bad. Um, I was listening to a podcast because my podcast listening time has dramatically reduced because I'm no longer jammed on a plane. So I'm having to find new times to listen to podcasts and driving, as you guys know, is the best. In fact, probably right now, some of you are driving and listening. So it's a really good time to listen to the podcast. And so I was listening to podcasts, and I was noticing a noise that my car was making, kind of a whomp, 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 whomp. And if I'd go faster, the noise would go faster, whomp, 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 right? And so I knew right away that I had a mechanical issue, and my guess was it was going to be an issue with the tire. So I pull in, we start the clean-out project. We start shredding stuff and sorting through stuff, and a million trips to the dumpster, Honestly, probably a million trips, a lot of trips to the dumpster. And I just mentioned that uh, I had this noise in my car. And so I 
my dad rode with me because that's what dads do. And uh, he said, yeah, there's, that's, I hear it. It's a noise. You're legit. So he says, you ought to go down to the tire place. That'll remain nameless because that's pretty important to remain nameless. Although if you want another tire name, I'll give it to you. And, uh, and get that looked at. So I drive down and, and a really nice guy who runs the tire place is sitting at the little counter in the tire place. And I have my mask on and I walk in. It's pretty, it's pretty, you know, it's a tire kind of a agricultural tire place. It's pretty busy. People are in and out. And his girlfriend is sitting at the other desk and she's functioning kind of, uh, um, it looks like as kind of the office manager. And, uh, he's, he, I tell him the story and he goes out and in about two seconds, he puts his hand behind the tire and reaches around. He says, yeah, there's a bubble back here. And he said, the problem is your alignment's bad. Um, you need to replace these tires. And I, I, that, so that's not a surprise to me. I knew that was coming. And I'm in Western Kansas, so I know I'm going to get a good, good deal on the car tire. The price is going to be fine. So we, he, he goes in and we order tires. And he says, uh, can you be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock? Uh, actually, what he says is if we fix it today, the tires are going to cost $425. But if you wait till tomorrow, I'll order these other tires, and they're going to cost $200, $215. And I said, well, you know, that's, um, let's wait till tomorrow. Cause it got me here. <clears throat> It'll get me home. I'm going to be fine. So, so we re-coordinate and, and we set up a time for an alignment and a tire change. I'm spending a lot of time on this detail. It's the least interesting part of the story. So everything goes fine. I go back to shredding, cleaning, 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 sorting, walking to the dumpster. Next day at two o'clock, I go in to take my car at the appointed time in the appointed place to get aligned to new tires. And I walk in. And I've got my mask on. Same one I was wearing the day before. And the bookkeeper lady, she's probably, it's hard to figure out the age because I'm not very good at that. But I would guess she was 40s probably. Yeah, that's probably 40s is probably right. She looks up from her, her work and she says really sarcastically, nice masks. But she says it kind of with a, with an edge on it. Now, Now, I have a mask on, so she's got... And this is the problem with the mask is she can't tell if I'm smiling or frowning. I mean, it's, you lose about half the nonverbal cues when you wear those masks. And, and, and there's no question the mask is a pain. It's a pain in the butt, but it's a really interesting pain in the butt because it's a pain in the butt that um, if you look at the research that's been done, um, has value, a lot of value. The study on the hairdressers in Missouri I told you about a couple of weeks ago with the 100% reduction in COVID transmission because everybody's wearing masks. The big story that's coming out now, there's lots of research, but really interesting research paper coming out of uh, England that shows a 60% reduction. Or if 60% of the people wear a 60% effective mask, there's almost 100% a reduction. And even Nassim Taleb's article on sort of the exponential uh, value that these safeguards have that all those things became a part of that. So, so she says, nice mask, but she says it kind of with it, you know, it's clearly, she said it to have an attitude to me. There's no question about it. So I said, thanks. Where's yours? And she said, you won't catch me in a mask. And I said, why not? Still nice. I mean, I, I, I tried to be nice this whole time. She said, cause it's, it's all a lie. They're lying to you. And I said, well, what part are they lying to me about? And she said, there is no coronavirus. The coronavirus has been around forever. Look on the back of any cleaner. 
they all talk about coronaviruses. And I said, well, this is a little different. Um, and I tried to explain to her, uh, the contagion's much higher, the consequence is much higher. Uh, it's a novel virus that was discovered in 2019, hence COVID-19. And she said, that is all fake news. And I, now I've not heard a lot of people use the word fake news in reality, but she did in this case. And I said, well, what part of that is fake? And she said, they're just making it up. And I said, well, who are they? And she said, they're the people that want to take away your freedom. So I thought, well, I, okay. I'm not saying anything out loud now, but I think, okay, I know, I, I know who I'm dealing with. I know the person I'm dealing with. And then she looks at me and she said, you're probably the type of person that believes in science. And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am that type of person. I am the type of person that believes in science. I am that person. And she said, oh. And I said, do you believe in gravity? And she looks at me and she says, well, yeah. I said, well, that's science. I mean, it's, it's empirically understood. We can look at it. We can observe it. We can talk about it. We can create theories. We can disprove those theories and create what we think is um, the scientific evidence to believe this happens, right? This is a classic, I mean, this is just the, it's a classic discussion. And nothing's going bad so far. I mean, we're just having this discussion. And she looks at me and she goes, you're probably also the kind of person that believes in the Bible. And I thought, whoa, where did this just go? Because I'll be honest with you guys, because I can, I mean, I might as well be. At first, I thought I had this person really nicely pigeonholed, comfortably pigeonholed. This was going to be this type of person. And because comments made earlier, like fake news, and you're the type of person that believes in science, and they're making this up, it was pretty easy for me to think, okay, this is the type of person that I'm dealing with, this is a product of social media, uh, a product of, of some, you know, insular beliefs. They've, they've built walls in. So during a vol- volatile environment, during VUCA environment, they've turned inward and they're reinforcing a belief system through a series of social echo chambers, right? We, we know what all this is about. And so it's not hard to predict where to go. But then out of nowhere, she drops this bomb that took her completely out of that category, at least in my mind. I mean, you guys are listening, so you can have your own decision. When she said, you're you're the type of person that believes everything that's written in the Bible. Now, her point was, and she went on to say, over time, that has become adapted by storytelling and writing down and you know, that was the point she was making. But it really caused me to pause. So I feel bad for the lady because she attacked me for wearing a mask. And I don't think she knew what she was getting into. Not that I was going to be mean to her or attack her back. I, I tried really hard not to be mean or attack her back. But I was ready for this conversation. I'm always kind of ready for this conversation. It's what we do for a living. So I have lots of conversations around risk all the time. And I I pushed back on her. And 
it became really enlightening to me. I don't know if I changed her. I, I don't know if I'm in charge of changing her. I don't even know if I can. I don't even know if I want to change her. Um, that's up to her. But it caused me to think that I was nicely, is nicely the right word? I was conveniently categorizing people into sort of two categories, kind of us and them, right? And, and I talk about it all the time, but I talk about it in things like workers aren't the problem, workers are the problem solvers, the us and them. But I was doing exactly the same thing. I was categorizing the us and them. And I was the us, and she was the them. But when she gave me an argument on both sides of the category, did that make sense? When she said you can't believe in science and you can't believe in the Bible, I didn't know what to do with her. And that's when I realized, sadly, I think, that this wasn't really about categorizing us and them. This was about a difference that I think was based upon fear. And my fears that I was dealing with around an infectious disease, a highly contagious disease that is running rampant through the middle of the United States, which is where I was, and her fear of losing whatever power, identity, whatever she was fighting and fearful of losing in the midst of that conversation. And that scared me because the argument that I was having was a defense of science. Not that I was right or wrong. That's up to you to determine. I I have a strong opinion about that. Um, You can probably tell it. The argument that she was defending was really much different and much more deliberate. And really it felt like it was about hatred and fear and about a loss, a loss of power, a loss of identity. I, I, I don't know for sure, and I probably will never know for sure what she thought she was losing. I have opinions that I think are probably valuable. And this has really helped me. It's helped me think differently about this challenge. Because you've heard me make this joke a million times. It's my first pandemic. I mean, I try to get that joke. I try to squeeze it in as much as I can. But what I really think is going on is that we're at the edge of a very interesting and very emotionally fed change. And what this change looks like is pretty interesting, and I don't know the outcome. But I have a piece of advice that I want to say out loud because I want to hear myself say it. Because I think the most important thing we could do at this point is to truly access our better angels. And instead of thinking insertly about protecting ourselves and responding from a position of threat 
and fear, perhaps what we ought to do is actually build community and work diligently to improve the amount of controls that we manage, the amount of safeguards we manage in order to take care of what's happening. Because I don't think this will last forever, but it's lasted a really long time. And the challenge I have, it's probably the same challenge you have, is that the more it goes on, the more I'm chronically exposed to this level of stress, the more I'm having to think about how I interface with the people around me. And suddenly being right or being wrong doesn't seem to have the same value. I'm convinced I was right. I'm convinced that the discussion I was having around science and wearing masks and the COVID-19, that was the right thing to do. But I think I want to arc towards accessing the better part of what human beings bring to the table. The restorative part, the restoration. Who's been hurt? What do they need? Who's going to get it for them? And fear is a crazy thing because fear can cause you to move inward and categorize like I was doing. Oh, I got this one figured out. Or fear can cause you to access the better part of your thinking. And we probably need some access around the better part. So to the lady at the tire store, I hope I didn't offend you. I tried not to, so I bet I didn't. But I also hope in a way that you left thinking what I left thinking. And that is, I thought I knew who you were, and I thought I knew instantly why I didn't like you. And then you messed it up. And you didn't let me have that category. You sort of chose from all categories. And I walked out of there thinking, this isn't about a pandemic. It's about protecting what once was. And I can't stop the arc of time. I can't stop change. I can't stop the fact that what once was is changing. But what I can do is move into that new place accessing my better angels. That's the podcast for today. Think about it, will you? I'm curious. I hope that was successful. I mean, I hope I told the story well. I don't know. I just felt like a story I needed to tell you because it happened in my life, and it's interesting. At least it was interesting. It was kind of life-changing to me. It was really interesting to me. Learn something new every single day. I did last Friday. I learned quite a bit. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Don't stop that. That's important. Be kind to each other. And for goodness sakes, be safe.